0: To know where you're going, you have to know where you've been. In today's edition of the Know the News podcast, we'll talk about where one of our local cities has been as Rogers celebrates its 140th birthday with a photo exhibit and a look at its founding families. Hi, my name is Rusty Turner, and I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and welcome to the latest edition of our weekly podcast, Know the News. We'll have another great weekend of news and information content for you. We'll have all you need in our weekend editions, and I'll preview that for you in a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to talk about this really cool exhibit at the Rogers Historical Museum, which celebrates Rogers' 140th birthday and the families who built the community. Um, My guest today is Serena Barnett, Executive Director of the Rogers Historical Museum, and she curated the birthday exhibit. Welcome, Serena.
1: Thanks for having me, Rusty.
0: And also with me today is Becca Martin-Brown. She's the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette's Features Editor. And she has a story in Sunday's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the What's Up section about the exhibit. Thanks for being here, Becca.
2: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: So first things first, Serena. Rogers came into being in a little bit of an unusual way back in 1881. Can you talk a little bit about how Rogers was founded and its unusual start
1: Sure. Um, now there have been people living here in this area, uh, what would later become Rogers, since the 1820s and 30s. Um, so there was, you know, quite a few people here by the 1880s, and uh, when the uh, St. Louis and San Francisco Railway started looking to lay track through the area, and so those folks got together and they lobbied the railway to uh, lay the track through western benton county, or eastern benton county where uh, rogers would become um, they even offered to name the town of rogers after cw rogers who was the vice president and general manager of the frisco so uh, that's kind of a little bit how it came to be here um, the geography also helped they, they were looking for a high ridge um, of uh, land to, to lay the, the Railway, so that also helped our in our favor as well but um, that's kind of uh, how that came to be and uh, on May tenth eighteen eighty one the very first train rolled through town, and uh, now that's the date we we celebrate as Roger's official birthday
0: and and you said there were people here before that before the railroad came through what were mm-hmm. what, the, what were the occupations primarily of those folks who were around here at the time
1: Primary. Primarily farmers. Um, they, there was a lot of agriculture in, in this area. And um, for, um, we actually had people even raising tobacco in those early years. Um, however, tobacco didn't last very long because it strips the land of all the nutrients. And so they, they quickly discovered that that wasn't a sustainable crop. So they turned to orchards. And so that's when um, the apples and, and peaches and, and um, those fruit trees, started being planted in this area and uh that's what in those very early years of rogers history um, was primarily the agriculture
0: and and then when the railroad came through it became a uh, much more of a commercial center much more much right. more focused on commerce and right. and and business and and trade is that correct
1: for sure yeah. um definitely by, by the 1900 that uh railway had uh expanded the the uh, agriculture here immensely we were um uh, we became known as the land of the big red apple. We were actually um, in—I believe it was 1904. We were the uh, Benton County was the number one largest apple-producing county in the nation. Wow. So we had quite a, a, quite a crop that was happening here at the turn of the century.
2: That's... And some of the cool things in the exhibit are things from when that those apples were turned into apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: They, uh, they had to, they were very resourceful in trying to use just about every apple that they produced. And of course, you, you can only sell the pretty apples in, on a commercial, you know, grocery type uh, store uh, base. So they wanted to be sure to be able to use the ugly apples and they pressed them uh, to make vinegar, apple cider. They, would, they even had evaporators where they would sell, um, the, would create the dried apples to sell. Do you so remember they, when you could used. still
2: smell it in Rogers? You could still smell vinegar. Yes,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of a lot of the folks that remember back in the day, the vinegar plant when it was still in production, you could smell the vinegar smell um, coming into into uh, downtown of Rogers. Wow.
0: So, um, Serena, tell us a little bit more about the photo exhibit. How many photos are there? And 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 give us uh, some highlights of of some of the things depicted in the photo exhibit.
1: Sure. Uh, The photo exhibit, it includes 44 photographs from the 140 years of Roger's history. And uh, it just gives highlights uh, throughout the history. We obviously didn't have space enough to to, uh, have photos from every year. But it does give a sampling of Roger's history through the eye of the lens. Um, You know, every photograph was taken from the perspective of the photographer. And so those were people that were experiencing that moment in time in our history. And so we wanted to capture the essence of that in this exhibit. And so the, um, the entire exhibit is just photographs with just brief captions about what you're looking at and the date. And so um, starting in 1881, uh, with the first, one of the first houses in Rogers was uh, the B.F. Sykes Cabin. And V.F. Uh, Sykes was um, one of the uh, gentlemen who was very instrumental in creating early Rogers. In fact, he donated a lot of land that um, is today uh, what we call downtown Rogers. And so we start with his, his cabin, and uh, we end the very last photograph was the winner of our photograph contest that we just um, did this spring. And it's uh, a photo that was chosen that represents Rogers in 2021 you know what it's like today and of course the big thing um most people are thinking about is the pandemic and so the photo that we chose actually really represents the pandemic in Rogers um as as it is today so um we're we're excited to be able to to uh, present that
0: yeah.
2: and as part of our history now Right, and you can see that Sunday in What's Up.
0: Okay, ah, great. Yeah, so so, Becca, (laughs) what are your impressions of the photos? Uh, what anything anything about the photos that you've seen stand out to you?
2: Well, I think that Serena and I talked a little bit about her favorites, and I think probably one of the most poignant ones is one of her favorites. It was a World War One troop train leaving the Frisco station in 1917, and it's a Wow! Talk about a moment in time. Mm
0: -hmm. So a lot of those uh, a lot of those troops on that train weren't going to come home. So
2: exactly, that was I think Serena's point about the photo. Mm -hmm. It's just these young, excited faces, and then you think about how it turned out for them, and it's it's a really poignant photo.
0: So, Serena, there's another part of the uh, an, another exhibit that that you've got going about the founding families in Rogers. So, let's talk a little bit about that before we go. What um, tell us a little bit about that part of the exhibit.
1: Well, in that one, Rusty, we we do start with the early settlers of Rogers and talk about, you know, what who was involved, um, who was uh with those families in actually getting Rogers established as a town. And then we highlight many of the families that were movers and shakers of the day, uh, who who not only helped to establish the town, but helped in its growth. And some of the early businessmen and and women, in fact, that were involved in creating Rogers and giving it that foundation that we've built upon all these years.
2: And names, I think a lot of people still recognize, Stroud and Callison and Applegate and the Wing Brothers, names that we've heard, even if we aren't old enough to remember when a store was still open.
0: Well, and I'd be remiss. Right. If, yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Erwin Funk, who was the editor and publisher of the Rogers Democrat, which was a, a longtime mm-hmm. weekly newspaper in Rogers that competed with the Rogers Daily News uh, for yeah. many, many years. So, uh, uh, so. Some of those uh, there are a lot of those families that are still still represented in Rogers in the community. You, I, I'm familiar with a lot of those names. There are.
1: There are. and, um, you know, and, and many, many more that you know, we, we wish we could have, could have touched upon but just just couldn't. So it was very difficult to, to choose which families we did uh, highlight. but we're, um, I think we did a really good job in, in being able to capture the essence of early Rogers and, and the folks that were here at that
2: time. I think it was interesting Maddie Harris who curated the founding families exhibit said that one of the things that she noticed was how few women were acknowledged for their contributions in the accounts of history of Rogers so I thought it was cool that the winner of the photo contest was a woman that was a nice yes. wrap around yeah. it
1: was and we really in the in the, in our exhibit we really tried to highlight women where we could um you know many times The women they were known by, you know, Mrs. So and So, uh, using their husband's name, and it really kind of downplayed their their own personal um, connection to to uh, the social culture here. So we want where we could, where we knew their given name, we actually used it instead of their husband's name in this exhibit in order to really make let them have a voice. Um, for really the first time in, in our history.
0: Oh, that, that's really interesting. So, Serena, tell our listeners, if they, if they want to see these exhibits, uh, how can they do that? Where, where, time, place, uh, hours, that sort of thing.
1: Yes. Well, uh, the museum just started its regular extended hours uh, last week, which is Tuesday through Saturday from 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. And uh, so, um, both both exhibits will be available, and uh, we have free admission. And so you just walk in. We we currently are still doing COVID screening, so we'll we we'll ask you a few questions, and we do ask that people continue wearing their masks while they're visiting here at the museum. And um, but it's it's all free, and um, it's uh, we encourage everyone to come out and and uh, check out our new exhibits.
0: Yeah. And that's at uh, 313 South 2nd Street in Rogers. I have that address. I have that address memorized because it was a place of business for me many years ago when it was the newspaper <laughs> office, but now it's the the historical museum, so.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yes.
0: So. Anyway, it by the way, it looks way better now than it did in those days, so. <laughs> so. Well, no, kidding. <laughs> no kidding. No <laughs> kidding. So, all right. Uh, well, Becca, tell uh, tell folks where again where readers can find your story about those exhibits this weekend.
2: We will have all sorts of wonderful things, including this story, in the Sunday magazine called What's Up? You'll find it inside your Sunday Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And you'll also learn about things going on with cash and the Fort Smith Symphony and all sorts of other goodies.
0: All right. And, uh... Uh, the WhatsApp, WhatsApp magazine is available in the print edition Sunday, also available on the Replica app through the smartphone and tablet apps uh, available um, uh, online. So uh, lots of ways to, to access that content.
2: It looks really pretty thanks to a wonderful designer named Deb. So it looks pretty where you find yeah, it
0: refined it. That would be Deb Harville in case she's listening. Well, Serena, thanks for joining us today. It sounds really, really cool, and uh, we appreciate uh, what you do for the community, and we, we were looking forward to seeing the exhibit.
1: Thank you for having me, Rusty.
0: All right.
2: Thanks, Serena. Thank you, Rusty. All right. Bye, Becca.
0: And that's not all we'll have for you this weekend. Ron Wood will fill us in on charging stations for the growing number of electric cars populating the roadways in northwest Arkansas. Where can drivers of these cars go to fill her up, so to speak? Ron will let us know. We'll also take a look at how local counties and cities may want to spend that windfall of federal dollars they're going to receive from the American Rescue Plan Act, the COVID Relief Bill recently passed by Congress. Mike Jones will once again update us on what's happening with the Lake Bella Vista Dam. As you know, it was recently damaged by flooding, and a group of residents want the dam removed completely and a free-flowing stream restored to that area, and we'll see if they're going to get their way, or maybe Mike will be able to answer that question for us. In sports, you can follow all of your favorite local high school teams as they compete in state tournaments for baseball, softball, and boys and girls soccer. That'll be all this weekend. Also, check back with us to see how the number one ranked Arkansas baseball team is doing in its huge series against Tennessee. And you can also follow points of the SEC regular season champion Arkansas softball team as they compete in the SEC tournament. You can find all of this great content and more in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette this weekend. Check us out at our website, nwaonline.com, or in our smartphone and tablet and replica apps, or our Sunday print edition. All of that content is available to our subscribers, whose support make it possible for us to report all the local news you need. If you're not a subscriber, join the party. Click on the subscribe button on our website at nwaonline.com or call us at 479 684 And while you're there don't forget to sign up for newsletters so that we can keep you updated on the stories you really want to know about. We'll be back next Friday with another edition of Know the News.